Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back to the Science of Getting Rich. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, folks, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. I haven't posted to this podcast since October, since I interviewed my neighbor in New Orleans. As you know, I do two podcasts. This one is my 21-year journey with the book, The Science of Getting Rich. It's just one gigantic, long book study. The book changed my life, changed the way I see things, gave me a blueprint, gave me a path. Might not have that effect for you, but it has for me, so this is the way that I pay it back, and I've given away over a 1,000 copies of the book, and I've turned at least that many people onto it, and that's the least I can do for what it did for me. Um, If I've done anything for you, I would ask the same. Share it. Share a book. Buy a book for somebody. Shit. Let's try to change some other people's lives. The way that we change this country, I gave up on politics a long time ago. And and I'll meet guys in their 30s, and they're still kind of hung up in that, as if they think they can fix it or change it or if they vote for this guy or that guy. I've long lost all of that. Don't, Don't give a fuck at all about politics. Zero. Zero fucks given. And I realized because it's just talking that the only way that I can actually make a difference is to set me and my family free, become financially independent, and then I could actually probably do something to improve the quality of lives. That the best thing I could do is try to encourage other people to do the same. Outside of that, not much I can do. And so I've decided to settle on that. And I realized that all of the stuff they put in my head was just programming. And I had to break free of that. And this podcast is about helping you do that from a mindset perspective. Now, some of you know I run a trading group called the Money Flow Trading Society. And that I'm probably known most for my book, The Money Flow. But that's not what this is. This is the mindset behind all of that. This is the mindset of how I get up in the morning, how I see the world. You know, how, how on one hand am I like a 10-year-old, 14-year-old boy who sees the world with optimism, who feels that he's 10 foot tall and bulletproof, and in the same day, want to lay on the floor, curl up and cry. And that's the emotion, emotional journey that we can go on in this life, especially those on the path, on the millionaire blueprint, who are chasing this thing or chasing financial freedom. And you got to chase it because it's not going to be handed to you. And it's hard. And listen, all of the other people around you, they've given up. They're not chasing their dreams. The guys you work with at work probably don't have any. They don't have anything outside of work and work itself. But you don't have to be that way. You never have to give up on your dream. You've actually been called to solve a problem for someone else. Sometimes people ask, well, what's the purpose of life? To solve problems for other people. See, life is bigger than me and you. We're just playing a small little part. We're just a spoke in the wheel. Our job is to make life better for other people. And the moment you do that with either your time or your talent or your skill set, whether it's as an accountant, bagging groceries, driving someone or teaching them, whatever it is you've been called to do, and everybody's called to do something different. But in order to get there, we have to have some mindset shifts. And I got put onto this thing by an uncommon mentor. I wish I could mentor you. I wish I could take more people that are like 25, 30, 35, 
and just just hold them and just say, listen, this is what's going to come at you. And when it does, this is what you have to do. The problem with the age group of 25, 30, and 35 is they, they fucking know everything. They don't need wisdom. Now, the wisest of people realize they don't. They realize they really don't know much. And by not knowing much and realizing that, what happens is you open your mind to receive. You want to fill your mind with wisdom. Avoid fear-based marketing. Anybody talking fear, cut them off. Right? We're not subject to the rules of this world. We, you have a higher calling. You have a higher power. You're able to elevate and rise above what the, what the, the circumstances that other people see in their way. Well, people like me can't do, you're not, you're not in that group. Don't lump yourself in. Don't lump yourself in with the downtrodden, the poor, and the despair. Don't do that. Don't do that. You, that's not you. I don't care where you come from. I don't care the color of your skin. That's not you. You've been given power. But you have to exercise it. You have to claim it, so to speak. But bef- you must, before you can do whatever it is you've been called to do, how you're going to serve the world with your time, your talent, or your treasure. Before you can do, you can do only to the extent of what you are. And what you are depends upon what you think. Now, if you have an ear to hear and an eye to see, listen to what I just said. Before you can do, you can do only to the extent of what you are. I mean, you can only work with where you have, with where you are, with what you can do. You are right here. What you de- what you are, what you are, depends upon what you think. So on one hand, we live in a world of limited resources. You only have so much money in your checking account. You can only buy so many properties. You can only trade so many stocks. You only have so much time. Time is an infinite resource. Now, time is not an infinite resource, but our time here in time is an infinite resource or, or our finite resource. Time itself is infinite, right? Long after you're gone, time will continue on. Stocks will continue trading and people will keep buying real estate. Long after I'm gone, people will be posting and commenting. Some other kid will be trying to do what I'm doing. This is just my place in it. And it's taken me a while to figure out what is, what is my calling? Here's my calling is to tell as many people who listen, you don't have to die broke. You really don't. You don't. You don't have to die broke. Before you can do, and you can do only to the extent of what you are, and what you are depends upon what you think. This is why the first pillar of the 10 pillars of success, I give this out. Anybody buys a book from me, I send them to them. I hope you think about them, at least read them. Pillar number one, how you think is everything. How you think is everything. That much, that much gathers more is true in every plane of existence, and that loss leads to greater loss is equally true. In other words, more attracts more. You, wanna, you want more dividends? Own dividend stocks. That, by its very nature, attracts more dividends. So as you own more, you receive more, which causes you to have more. And this is why it's so important that first and foremost, you must establish the base. And I teach this concept, and this is directly from the science of getting rich. Now, science of getting rich is very poetic. 
You know, sometimes people say, well, it, it esoteric. No, it's not. It's just using poetry, man. Calm down. It's just using flowery words to explain a thing, such as a thought held in formless substance. You say, well, what the hell is that? You know, the place where prayers go, where you hold your thoughts that up there, man. I don't know. Let's call it the cloud. Whatever you want to call it, man. However you can make sense of it. I can't make sense of it. I don't know. I just accept it. I don't need to know how gravity works to know the shit works. I don't need to know how to work on my car to drive it. Some things I just accept. Here's another thing I accept. Stock market goes up over time. Everybody says, doesn't? Bullshit. Why? I can look at history. What's the price today? And what was the price in 1850? All right. There you go. Problem solved. Meaning we have facts. We have history. We have truth on our side. And so I like to begin to push and apply my intent to the universe with some basic fundamental truth. How you think is everything. So the moment you lose control of your mind, the moment you step into the zone of fear, the moment anxiety takes over you, you have lost control and you've turned it over to someone else. And we all have this. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying you need to be aware of it. And sometimes the way to be aware of it is to step back. Again, one of the 10 pillars of success, see the big picture, meaning bigger than you. What is the big fucking picture? It's bigger than you. And the moment you begin to see investing as bigger than you, meaning it's going to go on after you, the way you begin to buy things and to trade and to move things changes. See, the truth is when I die, all of my properties will be handed to someone else and they get a choice, fuck it up or grow it bigger. That is their decision. See, when, you're, when you inherit something, you have an option. You could take what you inherited and multiply it times 10, times 100, times 1,000, or fuck it off. Your choice. And every day that you wake up, you get to make this choice. You just inherited some time. You just inherited what? God gave you another day. You decide what to do with it. Fuck it off or put it to work. And if you stack up a whole lot of fuck it off days, guess what you end up with in the end? That much gathers more on every plane of existence is true. And that loss leads to greater loss. Mind is creative. What does that mean? Creativity is an action word. Your mind is creative. Think about this. Just those words right there. Mind is creative. Put it on a wall. Mind is creative. Mind is creative. Meaning the creative force in the universe is the human mind, the thought. Everything first starts as a thought. I think I want to X, Y, Z. I think that girl is pretty. Oh, I like that car. Every debt you have accumulated started as a thought first. And at the moment you had the thought, you had the option to do it or not do it. Mind is creative. And it will creatively destroy you or it will creatively prosper you. You get to decide. Conditions, environment, and all experiences in life are the result of our habitual or predominant mental attitude. All that simply means is the shit that you think about all the time is what you have in your life. 
whatever it is, whatever you hold in your mind in the book, The Science of Getting Rich, it says what a thought that held in formless substance can produce the thing, can produce it. Why? Because mind is creative. Your mind. I created the book, The Money Flow, in my mind. And then I took it to paper. Here's what happens to most people. They get an idea, it never goes to paper. They get an idea, it never goes to audio. They get an idea, they don't write the song. They get an idea, they don't produce the product. They get an idea. See, the universe is constantly giving you ideas. God will give you unlimited ideas. What he won't do is make you execute on them. Mind is creative. Environment and all experiences in life are the result of our habitual and predominant mental attitude. You feel like your, your people have been downtrodden? Maybe you're a native Indian. I grew up with native Indians. A lot of sympathy for native Indians. Some fucked up things done to native Indians. Well, guess what? Some fucked up things done to me. Some fucked up things done to everybody, man. Shit, Chinese weren't treated very well either. Jewish people were put in Holocaust. How the, how the fuck did they turn that around and get rich? Why did the Jewish people get rich and the native Indians continue to struggle? Why don't the native Indians sit down and read books by Jewish people on how to prosper? See, if a native Indian sat down and read a book on how to prosper and then held that thought and then actually took action on what he read, he would prosper or she. And if the tribe did it all together, if they banded together and got their minds together and began what? What would happen? What would happen? But see, the mind is creative. That's one option. One option is to turn lemons into lemonade. The other option is to wallow in self-pity. Even if it's true. They took our land. Yep. They mistreated us. Yep. All that shit is true. I witnessed it. Not witnessed it, but I saw the devastating effects of it. Very few Native Indians prospered. Now, some of this is cultural because in their culture, accumulation isn't really what it's about. They don't necessarily own shit. And so now you've had it, you know, that's been ingrained in them for generations and thousands of years. They don't really own things. And now we're in a society where the owners of assets that produce cash flow or capital own this planet. And if your culture doesn't participate in that, you are fucked, period. Nobody's going to make amends for you. You're messed. You're done. And so you have to wake up, man, instantly. Wake up. And inside of that, and I'm using the Native Indians as an example, but inside of that group or that tribe or wherever they're at, one person has to have a thought, act on the thought, and change his circumstances, or sit with the crowd of people and cry about their complaints and what's been done to them. You get two fucking choices. Which one do you want to do? Which one you think would better the tribe? If 10 people decided to get rich, open businesses, understand how commerce and business works and interest rates and the stock market and real estate, do you think that would help the tribe? Or do you think we should just sit here and bitch about everything that's happened to us, even though we weren't alive when it happened? You get two choices. And doesn't, not one or the other is wrong or necessarily bad. But my point is, if you want personal power, your mind is creative. So you get to decide the seeds you plant. You get to decide your purpose. 
And here's the thing, the world has left them. It ain't going back in the box. We're not going back to the way they used to live. They have no fucking choice but to get on this or or what? Stay poor. That's their choice. And life's not fair, man. I can give testimony to that. I feel it every day. Every day I wake up, I'm reconfirmed. This shit is not fair. Not fair. I've been dealt brutal blows. Brutal. And yet I still got to do what I was called to do. I got to push back. I got to push back on the forces of life that would come at me. Steal my dream. They don't get it. I got to push. The only one that's going to take my dream is me. The only one that's going to lay that sword down is me. Until then, I'll keep swinging. I'll decide when I'm done chasing that dream. I'll decide when my purpose is come and gone. As long as I'm alive, as long as I'm breathing, as long as I can speak and talk and write and push my my intent is to continue to do that. I get to decide. That'll be up to me. So success or failure is in my words, my mind. I get to choose. Same with you. The attitude of mind necessarily depends upon what we think. Therefore, the secret of all power, and I'll end with this today, all achievement and all possession depends upon our method of thinking. Our method of thinking. And my illustration of Native Americans who I have a great heart for because I grew up with and many of them were my best friends in school. I grew up in Juneau, Alaska. I don't talk about that a lot. And a lot of Native Indians that were my friends, running buddies. A lot of dirt with these guys. (laughs) You know, doing a lot of shit we shouldn't have been doing. And I, I witnessed firsthand the tragedy of what's happened to the Native American population. And have wondered for a long time, why? Why couldn't they turn that? Why couldn't they flip it? The Jewish people did. The Chinese did. Like, why can't they? Why is the people where they beat down? Why is the people, couldn't they see the world has changed? The world has left. It ain't going back. Okay? It ain't going back the way it was. So many things. Once they come out of the box, once it's out, it doesn't matter. It's not going back. It's not going back. You know? I did this interview with Fox News, and we're talking about social media, and I was pro-social media. A lot of people are against it. Well, it don't fucking matter. It ain't going back. It's out of the box. We're not taking it back. There, it's not going away, man. So you got to find a way to live with it and deal with it. And everybody's answer is to stop other people from doing it. Everybody's answer, both conservative and Republican, is to pass laws and rules and control. And all the people that talk freedom, bullshit, they sit up there passing laws left and right. So the answer's not in politics. They let me down long ago. I don't give a shit about the Republicans or the Democrats or the whoever. None of them have your best interests at heart. It's all self-serving and there ain't a damn thing you can do and and that isn't going to add up one bit of goodness to your life. What is, is you taking up the mantle and pursuing financial freedom for your family. Getting your buckets right. Getting your mind right. Finding your purpose and pushing yourself out there to to answer that calling of the universe because the universe doesn't really care if it's you or Gary 
Whoever raises their hand to the need that the universe and has the skill sets that the universe needs filled will be will get it. I used to use, and I'll wrap with this, I used to use this illustration all the time. Once you understand the idea that the mind is creative and that it's almost a weapon, once you understand this, here's what it does. And this is cool. This is what it does. This is really cool. It gives you power, right? It really does. It gives you power. And let's say you wanted to have a restaurant. You could say, I always wanted to have a restaurant. There's a big difference between saying that and putting that shit in motion. Now, how do you put that in motion? And I've used this illustration for real estate. Here's how you put it in motion. And we could use probably the real estate's the better one. Gerald, I'd like to get into real estate. Good. How many books you got on real estate? Now, if the answer is zero, uh, you, you're, you're just talking shit. Like, you're not even, you know, like the moment you think it, take action. I think I'd like to, boom, order a book. Boom, get on Amazon. Get 10 books. Read 10 fucking books. It don't matter which one or if this was recommended or that course. Just put yourself in front of because what you think about comes about and what you focus on grows. Let me read this again. Mind is creative and conditions, environment, all experiences in life are the result of our habitual or predominant mental attitude. So you start to read them. You start to read them. Now, you may have heard me in the past say you don't need another book on real estate. You need to go buy real estate. That's true. But I'm using this for illustration. And then what? Then you start taking content about real estate. Right? Now, here's what happens. I see it all the time. A guy gets interested in that. He hears a guy like me saying, hey, this is a dumb man's game. It's easy. You should get into real estate. Here's what happens. The moment they start, little fear drops come in. The fear mongers show up. Oh, prices are too expensive. And all, all this negativity starts to step in. What happens? Steals your dream. What if you said, yeah, they're high. I like expensive shit. That doesn't necessarily apply to me. I'm pretty positive. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact I'm going to find a deal. That's a different spin. See, I don't hear people talk to me with certainty like that. I do that. I say all the time, I'm buying here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I speak with certainty. That's taking time. Repetition is the mother of skill. I truly believe every day I wake up, there's a property for me. That the moment I have money, I believe that the universe will give me a property. Why? Because I'm a steward. I've proven myself. I promise you, if you give it to me, I'll make it beautiful. I'll work my ass off. I will dedicate my fucking life to making this property beautiful. And I'll make it a home for a, a, a low-income family who couldn't afford something so beautiful. And I will bless them. You don't think the universe wants to use me when I talk like that? Some of you believe in God, think you can't find a real estate deal. That's so funny to me. You don't think your God would help you with that? You believe in a God you don't think could help you find a real estate deal. What kind of fucking God do you believe in? Really? I mean, you get what I'm saying? Of course he will. You're going to bless people. Come on, man. You get what I'm saying? There's no higher calling on this earth than to purchase a property. Put your family yourself into that property fix it up 
and then turn it over to a family that it'll bless, it'll shelter and protect. You're literally doing God's work. There's no greater calling than be a landlord. When you begin to see it like that, acquiring real estate gets pretty easy. See, when it's no longer a transaction, when it's not an ROI on a piece of paper, but when it's actually doing the work that you were called, being an owner of assets. See, I was called to be an owner of assets that produce cash flow and or appreciate. That's what I was called on this earth to do, to be a steward. There's a verse in the Bible where God gives one guy 10, one guy five, and one guy one. He says, I'm gonna come back and check on you. And the guy he gave one, well, he had a little bit and he was scared. He, he heard the prices were too expensive. So he ran out and buried his little money in the backyard. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose it. Next guy, he got five. He put it out on the, you know, put it out on the street. And the guy that had 10, he, he went and hired some people and put it to work. The point is the game is fractal. If you've ever listened to me teach on stocks, I say you could buy one share. I buy five. Warren Buffett buys a million. We're all doing the same trade at the same time. This game is fractal. Same in real estate. You could buy a single family home, a trailer park, or an apartment building. There is zero fucking interest from me in talking about which one is best. It's the one that you'll buy. I've met people who've gotten rich in all asset classes. Right? And so when you say to me, well, I want to buy real estate, do you own any REITs? Now, at some point, you got to stop just talking and take action. Owning a REIT is a direct relation to real estate. Buying books related to real estate is a direct correlation to real estate. There are many things that are direct correlations to real estate where you could park your money while you're building up your money to get into real estate, which would force you to think about real estate and see news, which what, what you think about comes about what you focus on grows. <coughs> so go open the checking account. Why do I use it? could be a restaurant. I always want to own a restaurant. Good. What's the name? You say, what do you mean? What is the name of your restaurant? You see what I'm saying? See, the guy that's already got a name, he's fantasizing. What is he doing? Law of attraction. The guy who's already got a name probably, man, it's going to, I'm thinking about making it in black. I want to get a sign that, you ever seen that place? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I want my sign to look like that. <clears throat> oh, here's the thing. The food, we're going to do blah, blah, blah. Mm. Where are you going to get your, uh, your, uh, your silverware and forks and all that? What do you mean? Where are you going to buy that? Oh, I found this this uh, place that caters to restaurants, and you can get everything in bulk. They got everything, G. They got the uh, uh, the they got my uh, table cloths. They got they got everything, man. And I found this place where I can get. You see the difference between that and a guy that just says, "I'd like to have a restaurant." See, it doesn't cost you any money to go source where you're going to get your tablecloths. It doesn't cost you any money to walk the property. It doesn't cost you any money to open up the checking account that you're going to put the money in, that you're going to purchase the real estate. None of this shit costs money. But it costs you everything to just say it and take no action. That costs you everything. Hey, thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. As always, if you don't have my free ebook, just hit my bio link. I'd be happy to send it out to you. You don't have to die broke. Um, anything else I can do for you? Hey, be sure to follow me on YouTube, Twitter, and all those handles. Just hit any of my bio links on any of your social media platforms. 
and I love to be in touch with you. God bless.